gentleman here the the ninja looter daedalus and the uh beefy bearded bald busty uh armored cell how they've been doing since last time yeah guys and what's happening here this is this is this is some more cosplay man i mean so if i were to like elaborate on this i've spent the week you know doing what i usually do is you know hanging out in my evil lair and collecting <laughs> loot so <laughs> The seasons on Vera seem to change at a different pace than they did on Sanctus. It could be felt in the brittle gale which hit the Pathfinders as they trekked across Vera. It was certain that this shift in the seasons would come to change not only their environment, but also all manner of creatures that roamed the land. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. Hello, friends. <laughs> and welcome back, Armored Self. Welcome to episode 199, friends. Yes, and uh, I gotta say, I couldn't look. If you noticed that, if you noticed, this is like, I, I had like a subtle giggle there as I was reading through, because every time I was, I was like reading through, I looked up and briefly would see like the ninja mask on Daedalus and the the beefy uh, breast tee on uh, Armor Cell. So if you all heard the laughter as, uh, as these guys joined, I lost my shit, so... Uh, Anyway, hope you all enjoy this. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to elaborate on like what's really going on here for the people that are maybe listening to this podcast and have no idea what's actually happening. This is why we encourage you to be here when we're live in just about every single Sunday at 5 p.m. Central. Um, friends, before we dig into this one, we got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Scratch Patreon, because Patreon we're not actually doing anymore. In fact, we're doing Kofi now. So shout out to the Radiant Core members or higher, who are the people who get shout outs on the podcast. And if you're a brand new supporter on Kofi or whatever the tier is, you also get a shout out. So uh, Radiant Core members Zod and new uh, supporter over on Kofi. Uh, o crew so shout out to y'all for supporting the show much love to y'all and to everybody who supports this on all the places thank you for helping to keep this community's flames bolstering greater week after week uh speaking of the show if you want to show it some love you can go over to our pin post over at ashes pathfinder on twitter and you can go on ahead and click on the podcast places there's an itunes uh, link up there that you can click on to go over and give us a five-star review. If you leave a comment there, we will read it live on the show. You can also call in to 1-539-664-6801 to leave us a voice message. We'll play that on the show or shoot something to our mailbag and the Pathfinder Grunt will get it to us when they're good and ready. And that's over at ashespathfindersgmail.com. Yes, all the links for our Discord if you want to join it discord.gg forward slash smorg bookmark ashes hq.com okay i'm done with all the things gentlemen 
Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting. Let me think here. Community Day last week was pretty fantastic. We actually played on Albion Online. We did a nice little Halloween contest where we sort of like showcased in City of Heroes. Like people created some spooky characters. We showed them off for a little bit. There's a briefer part, but we actually had a bunch of people that actually jumped in on Albion to play together. And that was very unexpected. I'm I'm trying to find something to play that the community as a whole can join in on and we can play together. If we get enough people, I'll form up a guild. If we don't, we'll probably end up joining one that's sort of casual friendly. But we had a really good time, and I'm hoping that the end game on that game will keep us occupied for a while because I'm kind of tired of not having something to play with everybody that pretty much everybody can play without, you know, with no excuses. So there it is um we're we're nearing 5200 subs over on the ashes hq youtube so shout out to everybody last week we had the cult reveal ashes talk we had a combat system game guide and we had some alpha one uh gameplay footage chunks smaller easy to digest chunks and yeah with that being said we're probably gonna actually load a bunch of those up need to make sure everybody knows next sunday and this coming Friday, so the usual Ashes post show that I do on Fridays, I won't be able to do this week. I still plan on getting up some of the um, dev outline stuff, but I'll be doing it uh, remotely. And uh, yeah, and then the Pathfinder podcast won't be next Sunday. The next episode will actually be on November 6th, and that will be episode 200, because like Armored Cell said, today is episode 199. We are about to break 200 episodes for like however many years it's been now. So hammers up, everybody, and welcome on in. I guess it's a good way to sort of go around the table here and ask the gentleman here, the, the Ninja Looter Daedalus and the uh, beefy, bearded, bald, busty, uh, armored cell how they've been doing since last time yeah guys and what's happening here this is this is this is some more cosplay man i mean so if i were to like elaborate on this i've spent the week you know doing what i usually do is you know hanging out in my evil lair and collecting <laughs> loot so <laughs> you do that's so a new thing huh no yeah that that's i mean that, that's the you know i'm just going with the Samurg style right? oh no you know? dude it's not me what do you mean <laughs> this guy on the left can relax pandemic's over <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Samurg yeah. Ninja. come on um, you, you gotta get it right this is not pandemic related this, this is not a real thing i just want to say i never would dress up like this when i uh when uh i'm in in the game when i'm Anyway, armored cell, what? Uh, so I've got the nice uh, <laughs> cosmetic from the Alpha oh. One raid boss, as you can see. Oh. Uh, freshly grabbed and pinched. <laughs> um, so what ended up happening is I had a deep, deep emotional experience thinking about how important loot is. And I woke up one morning and I had like this massive urge of testosterone come through me and my beard just grew, my hair fall out. It was like a whole one punch scenario. Like, man, I don't know what's happened, but I feel like money's more important than anything to me right now. And I need to just earn, not maybe not earn, just take. I don't um, know. Just doesn't matter where I get it from. I just need more. You need more loot, money. Yeah, I need, to, I need to do like a Scrooge McDuck into like some gold. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Real that—that's the room back here. Is that—that's that's for the you know swimming in the loot, you know, so just, corrupt just cesspool you know, of loot. That, yeah, I mean yeah. The, the dark layer is is fully oh god, decked out. As you know, this is ridiculous. This was not planned on my part. All I knew is that it was hinted at that these these guys were planning on something, some sort of a Halloween dress up. I unfortunately. Did, didn't plan that because it's not even close to Halloween. But I, I think, do like your costume too. Do, do you? What's my costume? What is it? My ashes, um, fam oh, costume okay. or yeah, yeah. I'm wearing yeah, a ashes fam and vintage. Definitely getting more of a dark. Like, he's oh, dressed no. up dark, isn't he? He's only dressed up light in this. Do this, he's right? Just be yeah, like, see, there you go. <laughs> he's totally dressed up light. Just self. Totally don't do that in real life at all, like ever. I, I'm sure. No, 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 man. I'm yeah. I don't steal loot. Come on, you know. And I, I, as to this like costume that you speak of, are you are you referencing the fact that like I just didn't have a shirt on in game in Alpha One around the time that I was uh, accused oh, of just, loot, looting? Well, no, you can you can clearly see my Alpha One <laughs> shirt. Like it's it's clearly. Alpha One shirt that wasn't textured at the time, but it's definitely <laughs> it's there. Off my rippling abs. You just can't see it. You can only see me in my uh, chiseled physique. Abs. Yeah, rippling abs. Yes. Jeez, man. Uh, Daedalus, guys. This was this was a hell of a laugh. I wish they had all seen my expression whenever we joined the call together because because I just lost my. I was like, wait for it, wait for oh. it. <laughs> God, dude, I was I was literally like, I cannot look at these guys while I'm I'm reading the intro today, because if I do, it's going to be over. That'll literally be it. I can't. Man, dude. So, Daedalus, you had like a bit of announcement, too. We talked about it last uh, Thursday on the Elephant podcast. Do you want to kind of share it here for people who are interested? You might be. I don't have the image on here, sadly, today, but uh, you're wearing the shirt. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. So I recently um, had been working with a. Uh, you know, a graphic designer to do some branding for me now. When mm-hmm. I released that, I think Sim posted in the Discord, but here's like a sample of one of the shirts Pretty with awesome. my logo here, Ash and Harold. So uh, mm-hmm. it's out there and there's all sorts of stuff on there. I, um, you know, so I just encourage anyone who might be, uh, might be interested in supporting like my content creation to check it out. And the link is in Discord. Awesome. Well, See, it is, you know, it is reminiscent of my prior shirt. So just in case you were curious. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, is it also a nipple enhancing shirt, Daedalus, or is that? I'm I'm just not going to lie. It can cut glass. That's all I'm going to say there. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's going on with y'all, but uh, I got to say Armored Cell, the beard and the, uh, the, the, you know, bald impression sort of thing you got going on there. As a full outfit, I gotta give you a ten out of ten for effort. I have never had somebody actually try to do something like that before. Oh, and the bling just makes it. Oh too. wait, what's on your well. hand there? What's going on with your? Um, oh, gotta, gotta get some bling on. You know, you got, you got, you got to wear the bling, right? So how's that tie into the outfit? Chang. I didn't have my blade. My friend, I forgot to ask my friend to borrow it. It's um, it's a replica of Sting. From oh. Lord of the Rings, except it's, it's, it's his cousin called Kaching, where it actually glows when there's loot nearby. But I didn't 
borrow it. So unfortunately, that wasn't here. Oh my god, dude, that's ridiculous. It's beautiful though at the same time. So it's really funny. Oh, a little bit of Ali G. That's funny as hell. It's so true. <laughs> dude, man, we've got a live stream coming up this Friday. Obviously, I won't be able to do the post show, but uh, I mean, I've seen. I got to go into Discord because if I'm not mistaken, got um, Giga Hydrated actually, and there's a live stream coming up. I'll go ahead and throw it up here. We got it coming up on Friday, October 28th at uh, 11 a.m. PDT. And the um, I think questions have to be in by what, Wednesday? No. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday by 11 a.m. Is that right? I don't see it on there actually, but yeah, they usually have it included in that thing, but I could be wrong. I was uh, looking to see what the topics were going to be or if we had like any information about what might be shared on there and it looks like uh giga had actually posted saying that steven mentioned we'll see some more information on gathering this update he's hoping for phishing yeah so his comment specifically said logging mining herbalism and farming so that's the word on the street per your favorite um I mean, cult leader, praise individual, Stephen. So farming yeah. meaning like obviously not farming Gathering, people, yeah. but the crops, I assume. Right. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So he's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, just making sure. Wait, yeah. what? Gathering. <laughs> wait, wait. Is this what happens when you put on the outfit? You start thinking like the supposed dark lord. Is that not that? Oh, that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. a confirmation of anything. It's just a question. I don't know what sort of narrative okay. you're posting here, but I'm just telling you how I'm truly feeling right now. How are you feeling exactly? Ah, oh, feeling great. I'm feeling real great. So, is, is that a new profession as well for gathering farming uh, players? <laughs> I mean, it, it could be. I think he just means like actual farming, though, right? Like crops, cultivating. Unless you're thinking of a different kind of um, side hustle hobby. I mean, I don't know what sort of narrative you're posting here, but. I'm, <laughs> Oh, organ harvesting and chat. Organ harvesting. <laughs> so damn. So, so it kind of goes to. I'm not gonna say undermine the question I have, but real talk. Like, aside from you know things around gathering, like, is there anything that I mean? Maybe even knowing that that's the case and that's on the agenda. Is there is there anything specifically that you're kind of really hoping that we'll get a snapshot of? We're in October. We got like a couple months left. We know November 5th is their extra life event. So that's literally going to be a week from this Saturday. Um, and, you know, usually in November, December, things tend to sort of slow down a bit around, you know, Intrepid. And that's that's understandable because, well, I mean, people got like families and lives and they have holidays coming up and there's a whole chain of them here. You got Thanksgiving in the U.S. coming up. You got, um, you know, Christmas coming up. You've got the, I mean, the Extra Life event's pretty, it's a pretty substantial investment for the team that are, you know, part of the live stream. They put a lot into it. Um, so there's quite a bit of energy that goes into that. And, um yeah, so I mean, overall, there's there's like a lot going on, both you know, in studio for production related to live streams, the event for charity, and then on top of that, um, the holidays. You know, we got Christmas, and then shortly after, you've got New Year's, and then thing, things sort of start to you know uh, regain momentum again. So, I mean, that question could go directly towards this live stream, where we could even be talking about the next couple months now. But things you're really hoping to see potentially get disclosed, covered, outlined, etc. 
I'm hoping maybe some sort of crop rotation like involving the uh the seasons as well. If they're doing farming, they might be like, okay, so this this is what you can do when you transition into winter, or like, you know what I mean, like something to more in depth. Maybe not even sure if there's like uh, certain mechanics that might be involved in farming that we're not really aware of just yet, but they might have elaborated on. Like that, like the crafting system itself, they seem to be like hinting at mini games, or they they said mini games, but like I'm just wondering if there's any other sort of uh interactable like maybe like there's a slider and depending on how when you hit the slider it depends on how much you can get from the gatherable at the time but even like fishing yeah. like how like how's fishing going to work yeah that's what i actually would like to see a good bit about too because we haven't really gotten a whole lot on that what about you dave lessing i think it's unlikely but i would like to see them at least do something with like some of the other um not necessarily like you know, I don't think they're going to be ready for like a full showcase, but some details around like Bard and Summoner and Rogue, mm. um, if they are, or at least hint at like what their timeline is. Cause, you know, obviously Stephen talked about gathering being like something that they're going to talk about this time. Maybe like November, December, we're going to get something on the other classes. Right. But definitely like Bard is like my top, top and can go mm. from there. But, uh, I would also like them to see and like announce like any testing potential, like spot testing as well. Say, hey, we're going to be doing this. It's under NDA, but at least like hint at it because they did hint at it a little, I think, with um, like what's the AMA. So I would like yeah. to see if they could do more. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. since it's close to Halloween, it also wouldn't make sense if they did maybe a small little showcase or hint at the Necromancer. All right. So it's a summoner um, cleric, or cl- cleric summoner, sorry. Yeah. Because then the spooky Halloween, you know. Mm-hmm. But... Dark that's... summon creatures. Yeah, but that's pro- that's probably a bit far out there because it's also like a, a, a dual class. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's augmentation of the, yeah. of the primary archetype. Man, I, I think I'm going to double down on the bard, honestly. I, I don't think the fighter for me is something that... Is going to be a super big, oh, wow, this is sort of like, I'm not going to say revolutionizing, but it's it's probably going to be a pretty standard sort of, of uh, archetype. I mean, we've seen a warrior or fighter sort of archetype pretty, pretty you know, normally in MMORPGs. So there's, a, there's not going to be like a lot that should be shocking about that, at least not from my perspective. Um, I mean, you, the skills and abilities will probably be unique, but... <laughs> Excuse me. They're probably going to be a lot like things we've seen before. We've we've seen we've seen a cleric. We've seen mage. We've seen tank. We've gotten snapshots of the ranger a little bit. And I'm even okay with like that being all we got right now. But the the things that I am really really going on with right now is rogue because I'm just really curious what they're how they're planning to go about that. But more importantly, bard because summoner doesn't. Again, that one's not one that's like extremely is going to be extremely like potentially different in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that the bard has the highest potential to be the more different than we've seen bards and MMOs before, if, if what they're saying is true. So for that reason, I'm super curious about what what they're going for and seeing some sort of a snapshot of what that actually is, you know, Um but just, I think in general, towards the end of the year, like things around the archetypes, we haven't seen it all yet. 
give people a lot to talk about for a while too to be to be real i don't expect a lot but i would really like to see something about the archetypes we haven't seen because real talk alpha zero since alpha zero all the way up until we have only seen anything around i mean you know fighter slash you know weapon master aside we've really only seen the mage cleric tank um and ranger i mean those are the ones that had the full kits that we've seen over alpha zero until now we've gotten a little bit of a snapshot of like the weapon master via fighter which it's not a lot but i mean it gives people an idea of what they're going for at least a little bit the other three it's like there's nothing you know and i can't count the camouflage in apoc to be like hey here's kind of what it'll feel like to be a rogue and that's not a not a good representation so classes probably for me at this point i think even more than crafting not by a lot but definitely more um because there's a lot about like identity in regard to immersion where that ties in for me and that's like one of the biggest selling points for me with an mmorpg is you know me being and feeling immersed in the mmo and you know, combination of what race choice it is, what my class kit is, um, you know, what the story and the narrative around all that is. So those are the things that like I'm I'm probably more heavily focused on. But yeah. And I think also another discussion point to to have, and this is gonna definitely be leading into uh the discussion we're gonna have here in a community discussion today today is very very heavily weighed on community because as i promised you all uh today's uh, podcast episode was going to be going back over the past several weeks taking a few snapshots of comments that we've had on both the pathfinder podcasts some of the game guides some of the ashes talks things that have been there that we've and you know real talk like the ashes talks essentially they they stem from this show or discussions around the show afterwards almost like i don't know 90 percent of the time easily so yeah today's all about the community and sort of the things we've been hearing um but i think one question leading into getting into the community discussion today is what we feel like some healthy dis or expectations um to hold on to moving into the next year should be we could talk about you know dates and all of that but i mean what do we what do we consider like healthy expectations right now for for ourselves this is obviously opinion right I mean, I think I think they're really close to testing. Um, I think that was evident from some of the discussion around AMA is that they were focusing on content. And when you're talking about like an alpha, you're really it's primarily like a systems implementation test. Uh, and so the fact that they're focusing now on content, I think, is pretty interesting. So that feels like expectation wise that we're really close. Mm hmm. You're yeah, feeling like that's pretty. I'll go ahead, Armor Cell. Yeah. Yeah. Since it's definitely focusing on content, I agree. Like, that's definitely showing where we're at at the moment. And that's like content is what everyone wants to see, too. So I feel like the next good three or four streams is going to be very much show and not like, mm. I mean, no, show and tell, I reckon. But it's going to be a lot of things that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And everyone's, it's going to be like a lot of hype. We definitely had that from Quant. Uh, what's his Quant? I always mess it up. Quantarin Slurp. 
who's one of the devs, hangs out in our chat from time to time. Um, it's really good to talk to him about you know the class, uh, the classes sometimes, the crafting sometimes, because he definitely has a handle or a hand on that stuff. And even he was like, you know, we're ramping up, moving forward, so there's going to be even more and more that you're all, you know, everybody in the community is going to see. And certainly don't, you know, I certainly think that that's pretty consistent with what we've seen so far anyway at least from my perspective it is um but i like that gig is like no expectation so i'm not disappointed you know if you're watching this on youtube same question to you for me i i i have like the things i would like to see in a perfect world where i could get my wish granted right what i'd like to maybe see them snap take a snapshot of and showcase um but i i tend to go week to week with pretty much no expectations and just sort of like talk about whatever is being shared. Um, <clears throat> I feel like when I go about it that way, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised more often than not. Um, and I think with uh, Intrepid in general, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised more often than not. And it's been that way for quite a long time. Um, even with when there were periods where I had some pretty strong criticisms about like maybe some of the decisions, you know, Still, overall, there were always, at least from my perspective, more gains than there ever were losses, like by far, even even when things were maybe not going as good as they could have been, you know, again, in my opinion. Um, but I try to avoid having too much of an expectation or thinking that like them as developers should do things a certain way, comparing it to other MMORPGs in terms of uh, when things are done, how they're done and how they show it. I try, I try not to do that because I feel like that's not really a very fair comparison when they're not really going for, well, not really what MMO, any MMO I've ever played has ever gone for before. So, um, but with that being said, I think that's a good discussion to sort of piggyback off of moving forward because we, I try not to cover content creators videos in this podcast but sometimes i feel like it's important to reference them so there was a video that launched and i know daedalus and i talked about this in the lfm podcast thursday but this is quite literally the better place for it to fit and the long and short of it is, is i think this is important to talk about because i think this ties into expectations realistic ones and otherwise uh development timelines and yeah just in general like kind of a bit of what I'm noticing more and more lately um, around community, both both in regard to Ashes, content creation as a whole, how people are receptive to content creation. This ties into Ashes, and I think it's important. Um, but you all, I know Daedalus probably has a pretty big uh, discussion to share on this, but there was a, a creator who's actually in the Elder Scrolls community who uh, made a pretty, well, a pretty harsh critical video about ashes um and it was very clearly an uninformed video meaning they didn't do they clearly didn't do very good research if any at all on a lot of the stuff they talked about or they would have known better than to pretty much like say a lot of the stuff they said so i viewed it as straight up just like just a really bad take very uninformed bad take from from somebody who you know from my perspective that should have had uh you know you got a larger audience or you've got a growing large audience around your game or other other things um it's just very disappointing from my perspective when uh when any creator in general just kind of 
takes a very surface level snapshot of what they've seen and and passes a judgment on it without looking at all the evidence or uh and sometimes maybe it's not even your place to to be kind of chiming in on it um and i see this happening a lot i see it happening in the ashes community i see it happening in content creator groups i see it uh and i see and i see a lot of people taking things at face value and i think that's the that's the thing right at face value based on only what we are looking at at the time not necessarily like i don't know the detailed information that further elaborates on a quite a bit of stuff and things so i'm gonna let y'all jump in on that i got further feedback we'll talk about it a little bit um to i'll kind of give you my long and short of it here in a minute but i want you guys to chime in share your thoughts um any any recommendations you have for maybe ashes community members in regard to seeing things like this maybe even responding to things like this um and overall just sort of how you're maybe taking that in and stride along with how you you move forward yourself i mean i i don't normally like respond to content creators especially one um ones that are like create videos that are really like sensational or uninformed um but this one kind of triggered me a bit. And, and as I was like watching it, you know, somebody, I think it was John uh, in the community said, Hey, you got to check this out. I'm like, so I did. And I got more and more incensed mm-hmm. as like, I was listening to it, not because there was criticism. Cause frankly, I mean, you know, Sim, you and I have had our fair share of constructive criticism for Intrepid, yeah. but it was more that there was like just, specific you know arguments that were put into place um with this video and they just didn't cite any of the facts and i think that was the probably the biggest situation that and the fact that they were saying hey why don't we change the design and allow for pvp only and pve only servers um and frankly, it was just it was just a hot mess of a video. And one of the things that was like really good for me to see um, was Stephen jumped on that and he said, "Hey, you know, great video, but here's a few points that essentially like are some facts that you haven't yeah. noted to address your concerns." And it was specifically around like the fact uh, like CC being diminishing returns corruption gain um, and impact for having a lot of corruption, being able to work it down. So it was just really taking like some major points in the video that said, hey, Ashes of Creation is in trouble um, and and really not like, like really not uh, leveraging data that's already out there to say, hey, this is not an issue at this point in time, right? Because there's controls in place. And I think one of the, themes of the video was like well there aren't really controls in place so it's going to be you know hot garbage when you go in there and people are going to rage quit after 30 days right so i think that was one point and i think the other thing was a lot of this also is subject to testing right so not everything is going to release to you know final launch in the form that it starts in alpha one. If it does, I mean, in my opinion, that would be a failure, right? Because then you're not taking feedback. But one of the things that I've seen an Intrepid do is really take feedback where it makes sense and it sticks in um, with their vision, right? Because at the end of the day, Ashes of Creation isn't a game for everyone. 
It's not a game for somebody that just wants a PVE experience, period. Uh, and I think that's something that, you know, continues to be like a consistent message. And I feel like these type of videos that miss like key pieces of information that would either negate or weaken an argument, they're just doing it just to get the views. And I think that's important um, to, to note here. And as, as you said, do your research. Don't just, you know, spend, you know, a little bit of time and not have all the facts, like really like ask some questions. If you're concerned about a system, ask questions, post your opinion, but do it in from a place where it's based in fact, not opinion. Would you uh, yeah, harm yourself? Like, <clears throat> like me personally, like I don't mind clickbaity videos, but yeah. there's a certain degree of like clickbaity for cringe and clickbaity for like, inciting like misinformation right like if you like if you have any questions about ashes just go to the discord there's a there's a whole channel for that and they'll answer any question for you like they'll they'll go into details for you that like you might not be able to find yourself but the people will already know about it like there's quite a few content creators that are on there there's quite a few people who are well informed moderators whatever and they'll tell you uh what the systems are about what their plans like what their so far plans are not not what we don't know but what we do know is just pretty much like a, a wiki you can talk to pretty much and like i don't mind like i watch a lot of videos like of different content creators right um like i don't mind cringe, cringe videos i don't mind hot takes but when you start telling people i don't i know i've been there and you're not going to like the game it's just like mm, yeah. you don't you haven't been in the game yet like Right. Let's play the let's play the alpha. Let's see how how the mechanics work. And if if something needs to be changed, they'll take some feedback. And if it needs to be changed, they'll change it. Right. But at the same time, you can't change the core mechanics that that was going to destroy like the entire system built around. It's like it's like taking away guns and Overwatch, right? Like, what are you going to do? Like, start punching, like, become like a fist fighter. Like, it's, it's like the main selling point of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't speak for the person, but I think that, you know, I, I see like a few perspectives. I think there's definitely creators or just people in general out there who they may be you know, they, they see that their communities are talking about a game. They see that they're interested in it. And I think to some degree there's like, oh, well, are these people potentially going to go over there? Is this something I can play with them? You know what I mean? That's a pretty valid thing to think about as a content creator. I've certainly been there before. Um, but I have run into this person in PvP before, and I've absolutely smashed them, right? And that's not to, like, put them down or to boast. But as an as an example of having come across them and realizing they're really not good at PvP, I kind of think to myself, like, this might be more about, at least from my perspective, like maybe a realization that this isn't a game that's going to cater to you like The Elder Scrolls Online is. This isn't a game that's going to be pay to win, pay to convenience. It's going to come based on merit specifically. You're not going to have one button champ builds for the most part, running around with proc sets that are doing everything for you. In the Elder Scrolls Online, it's pretty easy to, like, run around and just clobber everything. I mean, you can get mad at me saying this if you want to, but the reality is it's just damn truth. I mean, I've played it since 
up until like a year or so something ago i played it since launch that's that's what the game is it caters to the people that are willing to spend money in the cash shop that's the long and short of it right you have a lot of people that enjoy playing because of the lore but you have a lot of people that are willing to play that game for those rng crate mechanics too Right. And if you make it to where the game is easy for people to jump in and not have to be even that great because they've got gear sets that just they they hit they can smash one or two buttons, literally one or two buttons, and their proc sets will do the majority of the damage and solve their problems for them. I mean, come on, man. You know, Ashes isn't going to be a very easy game where you can just run around and, you know, one button champ everything. So I see it as like, you know. There's, I'm not speaking for this person here, but I see situations like that unfold. And in my mind, I think about the creators who are like, could I potentially lose part of my audience to a game like this that I realize maybe I'm not going to be able to be good at? I'm not going to be able to play. If I, if I remember correctly, this person, he also was saying like, um, essentially that, uh, suggesting PVE or PVP servers being separate. I mean, you can't do that. Right. You cannot do that because if you do that, you completely undermine the vision of the game and you betray everybody who is looking forward to this PVX game, open world PVP, MMORPG. You need this. You need this player agency. You need risk versus reward, meaningful combat, meaningful consequences. These are all fundamental pillars for this game. You go and change those fundamental pillars. It isn't the same game. And now you've completely undermined your own vision and to a lot of people it's gonna look like a betrayal right so it's fair if it's not the game for somebody because maybe it's gonna be a little bit difficult for them they realize they're gonna get clobbered they're a little worried they're gonna get griefed or whatever the case is but saying things like i know it's gonna be this or that you don't know that it's based on facts and the reality is you don't have those facts to present because the game's not at a point in development where you can make that sort of you know statement and even if you did that's still your opinion it's not a fact it means maybe it wasn't for you so that sort of stuff it's just it's troubling because it's it's essentially misinformation right it's it's misinformation and it's not being very honest on about a take about a game or about the information that you're sharing and from what i understood this was a informational video for the most part or supposed to be which means also the research clearly wasn't done on some of the most basic things because if you even spent 10 minutes on the wiki just 10 minutes you would have had that information you would have said some of the things you said so it's another moment where i'm going here we go it's gonna happen right it's gonna happen but we've got a you know decision and how we sort of like respond to that stuff and the uh you know the reality is that steven went in there and he's like hey here's some clarification boom good on him that's that's a heck of a way to go about it closer we get to more play testing and Mm -hmm. alpha 2 and when it comes to the larger audience the more we're going to get a broader range of content creators so i don't see this gonna be a once-off thing i feel like this is gonna be a more current occurrence so i wouldn't be so surprised if this happens again um but oh, just yeah. try and make sure you're informed like obviously our, our community is going to be pretty well informed about what we've been saying and stuff but like mm-hmm. for the for the newer people like if they see that one video be like oh really okay i'm not going to look at it then yeah yeah because there was like a level of arrogance in that video as well that i think was was you know pretty disappointing too to say like at some point i think the content creator was like hey I've been to the future and I've played Ashes of Creation and it's like basically it's not, you know, people are going to 
there's going to be a mass oh, exodus x amount of days into the launch right because people are gonna every be mmo so upset. every mmo has that though the real talk you get a lot of people that'll play in the beginning it is absolutely normal that a lot of people go you know what too tough for me it's punishing me i don't have enough people to play it doesn't fit what i want and again that's okay it may not be for certain people sometimes people are like maybe i'm just gonna take a break come back later it is absolutely normal that you get a big ass peak when a game mmorpg launches and you get an absolute drop because that's freaking completely normal right you usually get a nice peak in the beginning people all try it ashes is gonna have a huge peak in my opinion because you know, because I've been to the future. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say that. But in my opinion, I believe that you will see a huge peak with Ashes compared to some other MMOs. And the reason I say that is because no box costs. They can sub for 15 bucks, play the ever-loving shit out of that game for a whole month to decide for themselves. And the, and the barrier to entry and the cost is significantly lower than a lot of MMOs or games in general. So... Okay. You're absolutely going to have a peak and you're going to have a drop. Like every MMORPG, you get a peak, you get a drop, and then you get a steady incline, maintaining momentum to what your normal is going to be. And there's no way to know exactly what that's going to be for Ashes, but dead on arrival, I, no, no, I, it's, I just don't see it, right? And also, who can say that until we're there? Only the future yeah, can Yeah, who can say that before Alpha 2 at this point, right? I yeah, mean, especially... And even then, like to me, that's going to be a flawed argument because you're going through and really testing these systems out. And Stephen even admitted, you know, testing will refine for further refine our approach for corruption, but as a system mm -hmm. in its core, yeah. introducing risk versus reward and ashes while decent incentivizing breaching. Mm -hmm. Like if you take if you'd make it a PVE server, why would you even do caravans? Because caravans allow people right. to loot. Why not just run it across the map? Yeah. yeah, I mean, PVE only servers would break the game. So anyone that suggested that, yeah, uh, honestly, has no idea what PVX is. Because it affects like the economy, affects everything. Then, like, it's yeah, just... I mean, everything is all intertwined, and that's that's the point of PVX. Why you call it PVX is that you have to have player agency is a huge part of that, and you can't necessarily have deep player agency in a pve only experience period mm. yeah you know i know i know like josh stripe hayes had made a video a while back but like you know even even on his like i called that out i was like dude he's just he just mixed up the wrong game right he even like talked about that in a later video right nothing he was saying was like literally none of it i watched the first video and I was like going, dude, I don't even think he knows what he's talking about. And then when he said something about taming preview, I was like, that's freaking Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. It's not even Ashes. So I was like, clearly this is just like a mix up, man, because things happen. People make mistakes, dude. I make them all the time. Like people make mistakes. But this like going and like quickly trying to just flame somebody for a simple mistake, you know, not like this. There's this situation, you know, and, and I know this isn't ashes. I'm not going to get political here, but like you see it in the ashes community. You see it in other gaming communities. You see it in, you know, media, YouTube videos, live streams where people go, they see one snapshot of something, you know, and they go and make this like really harsh judgment about it without a bunch of information. And then everybody is like, yeah, and then they just bash on that person or that situation. And oftentimes they don't even know the full story. 
They don't even bother to look. And this is why not only if you're making a video, but if you're consuming content and something seems like very heavily weighted, very strongly weighted, like this is really bad. Like if you are genuinely curious about something, right, whether it's a person's content, whether it is like a game, a product, a service, whatever it is, do your due diligence. This is very important, right? Don't we talk about things on the podcast here. We get stuff wrong, right? I try my best to speak specifically on facts, but every now and again, someone's like, actually, Sim, that's not the case. I'm like, hey, thanks, homie. Totally got it wrong. Good looking out, right? That's how as a community, you can continue to grow and evolve and share good information. But the the reality is, is it's on all of us to do our own research, can't take things at face value. And people are so brittle lately that if you find that you're like, you know, something's putting you off about a community or with a creator, like sometimes it could do a lot of good to just take a step back and take a break. Go look at the information for yourself. Take a breather and take it a little easy because here lately, man, I feel like sometimes people just need to chill out a little bit. At the end of the day, we cover Ashes of Creation, but homies, it is just a game, okay? There's a whole lot more to a person, a company, and a game than just the game itself, right? There's a lot of other things to take into consideration. From my perspective, it's just a healthier approach if you try to, you know, keep a healthy relationship with pretty much anything, including Ashes, you know? Sometimes you got to chill out and go, you know what, man, maybe I just need to Take it a little bit easier with this. The game's not even out yet. So take it for what it's worth. Don't have to agree. You can be hardcore hype, hype, hyping ashes up. You do you, boo. I'm just saying if you find you're getting frustrated, maybe maybe taking a break isn't going to hurt you, man. You know? So anyway, any further ideas, guys? Anything else you can think about before we move forward? Because we got some community curated comments that I want to hit on related to some of the YouTube videos. Because I said I'd make sure we did this for the end of the month. No, I'm good to, to move okay. on. Sweet. So I'm going to hit on the, the more recent combat system game guide that I did. And we're going to go down. We're going to hit on some of the Pathfinder episodes, uh, an Ashes talk, a couple Ashes talks, actually. Um, but basically, uh, Seth Fuel, I hope I got your name right. I apologize if I didn't. Uh, I hope AOC cuts down on active skills. 10 to 15 is plenty. 30 is just wow, 15 years ago. And meh. And keeping in mind, Asha said 30 to 40 skills, right? 15 to 20 can be active, though, at a time. Now, this comment would actually kind of roll that back a little bit, but but I don't know. What do you what do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, I'm gonna just make a comment, like specifically mm -hmm. about WoW. I think the thing about WoW with their skills is it was a bloated system, yep. but you definitely had that didn't really have enough utility to be viable, and so there's definitely a balance to strike with number of skills and viability. And I would mm -hmm. prefer to have a higher number of skills as long as they're viable, because that gives you variety in how you build and the play style of your character. Mm -hmm. So I think the importance isn't necessarily like the number of active skills. It's right. like how relevant they are to particular styles of gameplay, because that would 
in my opinion, be much more impactful than just having a limited set, a smaller set of skills, mm -hmm. because then you're just going to get the same build like a thousand times over, yeah. right? And it's not going to be interesting. And I would rather go for, you know, with the, the numbers they're targeting, as long as we're focusing on making sure each skill, you know, isn't just situational, like it's part of like a broader build in terms of mixing and matching play style. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, as long as, as long as skills have to, like, it's more important for the skills to be unique, right, than that it's to yeah. be like, I, I'm hoping that's what he means by um, reducing the active amount. Because, like, obviously, you don't want to have like 50 skills, but technically it's 25 because right. two of each just different flavors of the same thing. I hope that's not what he's talking about. And I sort of agree. To it. As long as the, mm -hmm. the, you can, when you're using a skill opposed to a different skill, you can feel that it's different. You can know it's different. It's not like, oh, wait, is it this one or is it that one? Oh, it's slightly got different sparkles on it. So it's actually this one that's going to give me a CC effect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. As long as I, as long as they give you uniqueness and they also feel good to play, that's the my, my main takeaway. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's enjoyable for me. It's that fluidity in combat, and and the thing is too is, Daedalus and Armor just are talking in my in the back of my mind. All I'm thinking, hearing them is agency, 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 player agency, the agency to have choices, to have options, to have a bit of a variety that I can help to determine that. You know, I whatever play style I want for myself, I have a little bit of like agency in choosing what it is that appeals to me. And again, if those skills can be developed well, uh, specifically well enough so that they are meaningful enough to not just be, you know, you know, purposeless, you know, unuseful, then then good. That's great. It's, you know, because some people are going to be able to like double down on the ranks go all the way with the ranks, sort of like how you see with the, you know, this is a similar ideology, at least from my perspective, where you've got uh, the same sort of thing going on with specking out your artisan class as you do with your archetype and then augmentation of that archetype with your additional classes and varieties that you have off of that. And so that quite literally means like, well, I can spread my points out all over, or I can double down on certain skills and rank them up as high as possible, augment the hell out of them. And maybe I'm rolling with maybe less skills than, you know, as player A, I'm rolling with maybe less skills that I'm using that are my primary skills than someone else who might choose to have more skills. But the thing that's important is, is some of those actual skills are ranked all the way up. And some of them are like rank one or two because skill points allocate skill point allocation is going to be a uh, part of player agency as well. And so, you know, we, we learned in Alpha 1, if you doubled down and went all the way with those ranks on a, you know, a select few skills, you were just clobbering things with certain classes um, or archetypes, rather, in the Alpha 1 compared to the people that spread all the points out and made sure they picked up every skill because then they couldn't rank them all the way up either. So there you go. Um, 10 to 15 is pretty solid to me. I don't have an issue with that. But again, I, I still think... Give me agency, make it meaningful, meaningful, meaningful. Yep. Okay. Any other thoughts on that one real quick? No. I'm okay. Good. Got another one on combat. And this one was from fish 3010. I would have played this with an action combat type 
and here's the hot take. But I simply feel like this is going backwards and with the technology. I don't feel the combat system is interactive by simply pressing the tab and cycling through targets. Please reconsider the targeting system. So they they want very specifically action combat only. They feel that this idea of tab targeting and cycling targets is is a thing of the past. But what do you guys think about that? Or if you're paying attention to this video, wherever it's at. I mean, I respectfully disagree. I, I prefer having, I mean, a balanced approach. It, and I have seen hybrid systems before and I have liked playing them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, though I'm not necessarily sure about this toggle that they have, if it's just something for testing purposes or if it's something that they feel like is part of their core design, um, that's probably the part that I would like want to get some more information on what they want to do. Right. But I mean, I don't think it's going backward by still having tab because to me, the targeting system and the pacing of the combat is going to what is what's going to make it interactive and the types of skills too. Because um, you can have like a tab targeted game or a tab action like hybrid game, as long as there's good pacing with it and there's good synergy in like how you use your skills. I don't necessarily think that it's going to be something that's going to be uh, not an interactive experience. I think when we when you think of like bad interactive experiences, I mean, I'm thinking of your reference to ESO, right? Is that you literally have one button builds that you're doing. And even WoW had that to some extent as well with all the different macros people would use. And you'd have like three or four button builds and you were good to go. And I think that's, you know, just as detrimental in terms of um, the style as, you know, just having one or the other. You could have a fully action combat game and have those types of things in there and it's still going to ruin the game and make it boring in my opinion and not interactive so i don't think um i don't think this this is necessarily like a point that i would agree with um, so so the tab like tabbing through is like what in the action combat like i don't mind it but like as a as I keep saying I need to be able to play it to be oh, like, okay, I do or don't like it and what can be changed about it. I don't want to make too, like, I don't want to make big decisions about the action combat until I'm actually playing it. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean? Like, it it may feel, or sorry, it may look wonky, but in, yeah. when you're in it, it might be like, okay, it feels okay, but we might need to change this or change that. Like, it's not as snappy or it's not as fluid. Like, I need to be able to play it first. That's that's my my take on it. Like everyone's gonna have their own opinion until they're actually in the mm -hmm. game. Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing to me is uh like I can appreciate a good action combat system. I don't have any issue with it. I don't have any issue with the strictly tab target system either. I can play both I feel like I play them equally well, uh personally. Um them going for a hybrid system, I I feel that in an MMORPG, that's very important. And the reason I feel that way is because tab targeting is an extremely useful skill in an MMORPG. To me, it is extremely, extremely useful. It's one of the it's one of the capabilities of a player to to ensure that they aren't wasting time in a combat situation, specifically large scale combat, whether that's PvP or PvE. Right. Um, 
being able to tab target to your appropriate target and, and taunt, for example, as a tank, that can be very, very useful. Uh, or as a healer, when you don't have that and you're specifically relying on the reticle only, I, I feel that you are, you could potentially in some situations have some pretty big disadvantages and it could yeah. ruin certain combat scenarios too. Um, for example, if a boss is doing a certain attack and you've got a line of sight it, but you need to target people, like you're kind of shit out of luck. And then there's like a lot more work that goes into either trying to handle the boss encounter, um, combat situation and PVP as well. Um, but also with like the developers, I feel like that also can limit the sort of things that they can have fun with in a combat scenario, um, whether it's PVE or PVP. But I think PVE boss mechanics um, you know, because if you leave a little more agency for whatever works for people, i.e. a hybrid system, then I think uh, when the developers are creating boss encounters, they can just go ham. They can have a lot more fun with it. And they don't have to worry about the limitations that are already going to be there on the player side. So that that to me is my perspective on that. I, I don't know. Um, I'm with Armored Cell, though, right? Before I can judge com- Ash's combat... I need to be able to get in there and actually have my hands on it. And until we're closer to like the end of alpha two and leading into uh, the betas, uh, the jury's just out for me. You know, uh, I can't even, I can't even really make much of a, a decision about combat until we get there because, you know, people will comment in like YouTube videos talking about uh, alpha one footage, clearly alpha one footage and be make this making decisions about the combat system already. It's like, homie, you got to wait a little while. It's not even in a place to, and also like, you may not even like the way it looks, but like until you get in and feel for yourself, you just don't really know for sure. Yeah. Um, so. Even Pierre, what, uh, I think his name is Pierre in chat said like, imagine Pierre, going yeah. to siege. Yeah. You're going to siege and there's like 400 plus people. How are you going to use your ridicule? How are you going to target people without like, flying aside? Right true man like that that would be absolutely insane yeah and i don't think it's a backwards technology situation that to me just doesn't even like make sense to me um and i I say that respectfully it just doesn't it genuinely doesn't make sense to me um and the reason i say that is because well that's just like a tool man and some tools you are you know bread and butter they serve really well and they're tried and true and you kind of just don't want to not have them there um you know, that's my perspective on it. And it's to me just it's it's kind of a case of best practices for me personally. So but that's my opinion. So there it is. Ooh, we see John in chat here. <laughs> John is saying in chat. Doesn't really matter to me. I can adapt as needed, but like Sim, I just want to play. That's funny. Oh my gosh, that like that clip is never gonna go away. It's like the new shirt. I need to make it. I just want to play. That's all it's gonna say. Ridic. John had left a comment though about the cult reveal. What armored cells might be up your alley too. So he said to me, "This opens up another conduit of lore and gameplay." And y'all are going, "What do you mean, Sim?" Well, they did their cosmetic pack release. Very, very meaty sort of heavily weighted uh, lore examples around cults and and it's pretty significant and he even said here i'm guessing with steven's background and love for pathfinder that it is its own ecosystem already in place before the others even went there which is very exciting and rife with exploration and gameplay 
So yeah, conduit of lore and gameplay. I mean, we hadn't really heard about cults, but you're slowly starting to see that we're hearing more and more about these layers that exist already, seemingly already well established in the game. But thoughts around the cult reveal? Any any feedback around John's point there? I mean, I I think the takeaway for me is is it's all about world building. I mean, at the end of the day, and I think that uh, reveal when they went with the cosmetics and the lore behind it, it just made me feel like okay, yeah, they're really investing in building out a world. So really excited to see that. But I would agree. I mean, that gives a lot more um, richness to the world uh, in by having like these different you know pockets of like npc factions and so on and having like a whole culture behind how they're introduced and yeah it's definitely it it feels very much richer as we continue to get more and more lore reveals like that yeah like this is based off pathfinder right so right. it does make sense that he's already got these sort of background religious orders not just or you've got faith guilds and stuff as well right but like also other religious orders that make sense because in pathfinder dnd some people when they play those games they make it so the gods actually gain their power from their followers so like the more followers they have the more mm-hmm. power they have sort of thing but uh, like if you follow the law and that there's like you can do like space travel and stuff technically realm mm-hmm. travel but um, how all that works is the gods are actually scared to go out into the, those realms because there's no one there to praise them. So therefore, they don't have protection. And there's actually beings out there that are like devourers of gods. Oh. So that's why they don't like you, you, uh, their followers going out there. And when you go out into the void, out into the unknown, you actually start losing some of your powers unless you have, like not powers, but uh, religious divine abilities because you're not as close to your deity anymore. Mm. so it would be very interesting to see how far he goes with the whole religion uh, how important religion is to uh the characters and the world itself um because the gods is not just based on like feelings and like the like creation stuff right there's also like it's about the like if you read the i believe in the wiki, it says like uh, they're based around the universe, so there yeah. could be different, uh, uh, like this could be a god of the void, god of like a different planet, like we don't know yet. But like this is going to be more law building, as John has said, mm-hmm. and I also agree. To give me more law. Laws really good for me. It helps me get involved in the world. I actually need lore pretty significantly too. There are certain scenarios where I can play an MMO or a game in general where there's not really a lot of like lore, but that's because you sort of like create your own story and that's good. I feel like Albion online, something we've been playing lately has been a game where it's sort of like that. You get your snapshot, but it's quite literally, you know, you're kind of creating your own story, but that's the nature of that game. Um, So some games that can work that way. And there's other games that are like that too. Uh, But for me personally, I usually need to have a story that I'm really invested in. And yeah, in terms of lore, you want to see Intrepid share more lore around the game. That that extra life charity stream coming up is always a place where we end up getting lore drops. And, I was about uh, to say that, but yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah, it's uh, November fifth, 
So, I mean, I'm going to definitely be, I'll be working on my book that day, but I'll probably have them up in the background, just kind of like chiming in, listening or something uh, yeah. along the way. Yeah. Even if you can't watch it, eventually I'll post it on YouTube or something. Yep. So then you can play your games and then listen yep. to it in the background while it's mm-hmm. happening. Because that's what I normally do. It's 24 hours work, right? So you got to you yep. take lot. your time with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and they end up taking breaks and stuff too and, and everything. And I, I, I genuinely, uh, we've got some really good lore off of there. Those, I mean, the one with King Atrax and the Ancients, I mean, that was a huge one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping to get something big like that. I didn't, I'm not going to say last year wasn't as big. I mean, it wasn't as big in a lot of ways. It was still really good because I think it gave us a lot of information about what I think is going to be the return story and potentially some primary characters in the, uh, in the story that we're going to be following along with, um, some, some interesting information about, uh, you know, creatures in the world and, and things like that contraptions and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I would really like to see some more around, um, some of those things like the ancients and corruption and the return, the others, um, and all of that. And Steven's been giving some interesting, um, you know, like lore lately. And I think also in the cosmetic packs, like the one we just talked about that we're discussing now, the cult, uh, the Accord of Autumn. I mean, that one was a really weighted one. And I'm like, dude, talking about the void. I mean, that would be a really fun one to talk about, to, to give information on, because I feel like there's a lot there that we don't know about. And, you know, you're talking about like God killing or whatever. I was like, yeah. dude, you know, what would be crazy is if the others that got shipped to the void along with the ancients, like what if the gods got like killed there and, and those gods are gone. And now you've got like superpower, like ancients that are coming back who are now like godlike. because remember like there's like that spectrum between, um, you know, uh, alignment or attunement to the essence, you know, and the gods are the closest in that like alignment to the essence. And so their use of the essence is perfected, right? So when the others who are gods, who also have perfected use of the essence, uh, you know, started to teach the ancients, we're going on a lore dive here, but there it is. When they started teaching them the ways of the essence, I mean, Remember, King Atrax exists because the ancients taught him a corrupted version of immortality, which means they know immortality. So I think the ancients have the potential to be elevated, even potentially to godhood at this point. It's just a matter of like, you know, uh, the um, sort like the uh, the 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 rankings. I forget the word I'm looking for, but it's like the same word that we use for the Tolnar. Oh, pantheon. No, not the Pantheon. The oh, caste system. Caste system. Thank you very much. Yep. Yes. So I'm wondering if like uh, based on their caste system in the within the ancients, if like there's like an ordered hierarchy there similar to the caste system with the Tolnar toward those at the top of that caste system order potentially or maybe there at this point, um, yeah. you know, because the others were essentially teaching them ways to potentially do that. I mean, the reality is they taught King Atrax uh, a way to have immortality, but not the way, not the the more true way that they know, which means why are they not? They've got to be immortal, right? Some of them at least. So King Atrax is too, but he's the dead kind. He's the first lich kind. So anyway, 
fun stuff. Love talking lore, and I'm looking forward to hearing what they release this year. Thing, right? First lich, not only lich. Yeah, exactly. The first lich, which, you know, <laughs> not only, not only. And remember, he, you know, I mean, he he went. There's there's all kinds of stuff going on with Fallow's hold and the ley lines and him sort of like, I think that war of the undying we've heard about is literally like the undead war that he like essentially led when he turned his people into undead is what I think happened. So like how many other liches are there at this point that are like sort of his like commanders and whatnot. Mm. If he's even alive, but I feel like he probably isn't Fallow's hold honestly. So like we're going to go back and kick his ass when we play the game but that's just my opinion okay talking about things that are spooky and go bump in the night mezcon talking on the get getting spooky ashes talk said race would be would fit in the game too because we were talking about different creatures right that could exist that are spooky in ashes but race would be a good example of something that could fit. And he, and here's a piggyback off of your discussion around necromancers as a mob or minion for necromancers alongside the zombies and skeletons. That would be really fun to see wraiths as like a summoned sort of creature for necros or, you know, something like that. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, especially at the level of detail they're doing. Like if the zombies are any evidence of how deeply they're going into that, man, how, yeah, get, get some ring rates going on in there. Having you be your minion. Exactly. Cool. Oh, I just want to see more stuff. Can't <laughs> wait for next week. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. I feel like I'm going to end up getting, I feel like I'm going to end up getting pinged in Discord on my phone by people going, Sim, they shared this, they shared that. And I'm going to be like, ah, I'm not there, but thanks for telling me about it. I'm going to have to play catch up and watch it whenever I get back. Yeah, and then we'll end up doing a show on the 6th that'll be catching up on all that a little bit late. But, you know, we have a hell of a time anyway, don't we? So, um, Arthas, Dawnbreaker, who's here in our community, shared some ghosts of heroes or warriors from the past would be cool to see. Or maybe some ghosts of gelled convicts or corrupted bounties that have rotted in the dungeons. The sound of... Uh, ragging chains behind them and creepy moans in the mists of forests. That's one. I like that one a lot in terms of like, that's very, I, I could, I get the ambience on that one. Yes. That's very, spooky. very spooky. And yes, if you're new, if you're not new, but if you're catching up and in chat right now, in fact, armored cell is playing. This is not, this is not even my choice. They orchestrated this madness altogether. He told me I had to. I'm no, sorry. I did not. You all did this. <laughs> Armored Cell this, apparently this is, is me. Sim cosplay oh, is gosh. what we decided. So we're, we're all Sim on the show today. Oh, my God. These are In different oh forms. <laughs> when the Ninja Loot narrative gets blown way out of proportion and then this happens. You know what I like about that idea that uh, Arthur shared, though, is like the idea of a haunted forest. I actually really hope that's in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The um, multiverse sim. The multiverse. Um, but yeah, so the, what he was talking about there sounds very much like spiritual guardians from D and D, which mm-hmm. I would hundred percent see that. I, not hundred percent, but I could definitely see that in game, where like you're summoning it, and it's like a. It's probably that would probably be more like a summoner tank where you're summoning mm-hmm. minions around you to 
um, mitigate damage and deal damage as you're walking through it, like an AOE. Um, but yeah, that, that the depending on the religion that you're following, like your order for mm-hmm. when you're a cleric, will depend on what your uh, like the flavor of your um, your spiritual guardians will be around you. So that would also be pretty cool. Like maybe if you're mm-hmm. following the god of creation, you might have like phoenixes or something go around you. Like, oh my god, dude, that'd be sick. That'd be really sick. I really want a haunted forest, dude. That would be like so fun to just have. Like, I think Duskwood in World of Warcraft's like sort of the closest you get to that. But oh, it's, yeah. But it's not like it's not like a legit haunted forest. It's just like a spookier one, right? But yeah, I mean, dude. back in the day, like when you did have to do like a little bit of like you know trucking around, not everything was flying mounts and whatnot, right? I do remember my first trip into Duskwood as a very low level. Definitely, it was a um, mm-hmm. a very tense set of moments with that. So if they can recreate that vibe, I would love that. Music, too. Um, yeah, good... the music as well, right? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Armored Sim looking buff. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, swole, the swole version. Apparently, the version from... And for the people that are listening and they are here... Uh, armored cells wearing a uh, something to cover his hair so that he looks bald with a beard that he's got on with a uh, shirt that is uh, looking mighty buff like shirtless shirt if that makes yeah. sense and Daedalus is dressed up with a ninja's mask on so you know no one's got a bag of loot though so it really just means that they I got some bling oh, he's, got, he's got rings on that never mind <laughs> <laughs> So here's one. I, I oh, wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have my loot in the open. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just bad practice. I mean, you should know that, Sam. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, oh, this is just a whole conversation people can get into about my bag space and bank space and MMOs, and I think that's just not. We won't do that today. But couple other videos taking aim and we had one on cautionary folk so cautionary folk which was last week's episode diora said great episode i think shipbuilding will be an unlockable node building looking forward to learning more that actually that actually would that would be a good way to again make a node more meaningful and useful i think so i certainly hope hope so and just like diora i think i would agree in saying can't wait to learn more Okay, a final topic from the community from the YouTube. Now, again, I didn't pull every single one. I try to mix and match and pull ones that we haven't talked about in a while. Um, wait a second here. Meatloaf said, during Albion on Friday, Samorg was just, oh, loot, oh, loot. Someone left the, this loot. Um, can't confirm or deny that. Okay, taking a Micmac Muck said i this is a longer one so i'm going to try to talk about it in two chunks here i really liked how they showed the point when steven would have died that was exceptionally good uh good hook i'm sure that i wasn't alone in thinking i could do a little better than steven the result is i'm visualizing various ways of playing the area of the game with friends or solo without even realizing the commitment i willingly entered into very subtle, very clever. I didn't like the airstrike ability purely because it jumped forwards over the target. I could imagine a rager either standing still or jumping backwards to escape, shooting at an area immediately following them to discourage melee from closing in on them. 
Maybe the rooting effect would prevent movement-based abilities so that the ranger cannot be charged. And any equivalent level ability that includes movement and damage and CC should be inherently weaker than an ability that just does one thing. That latter part specifically, curious your thoughts on that. Or Absolutely agree. Absolutely mm. agree. I mean, you don't want, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before with like the one button win kind yeah. of scenarios. Mm-hmm. If you have something that like stuns for a while, does a ton of damage, you know, does, you know, gives you like a large like leap behind or ahead or whatever. I mean, that's just OP. So yeah, I do agree. You know, you should have some tools in your tool belt to be able to kind of escape and potentially do a little damage or do a little CC, but it shouldn't be like, you know, it should be balanced with how many things you can potentially stack on said ability. Yeah, I, I, once again, I agree. Like, obviously, you're not going to have a high damage ability with a different, like, five different things that can do it, like, whether it be a stun or be a, a grounded lock or or a movement plus the large damage like it's even going to be if it's got large damage you've got to take away from the damage to be able to do a yeah. movement or like that's when they're creating skills right not a player doing it but when the developers are doing it themselves mm-hmm. um the one thing i would like to talk about is like when he was jumping over the enemy like he did make a good point uh it would be better if it could be directional so like if you're t- turning left and you did that ability, you'd do that ability going left to get out of the way instead of going straight forward. That could, because that, so it's more of just, not just a an attacking ability, it's a, mo- a movement ability. So if you really want to get out of the way, instead of like, if you want, if I want to get away from the enemy in front of me, I don't have to do a free uh, 180 and then use my ability to like escape where I can just like be walking backwards, then use the ability and I'll use my directional as the course of where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's just more of my takes on it. But as I once again, it's that was the very first iteration we've seen of it, so we don't know if they're yes. going to change anything with that. Very true. Again, first iteration. There's a lot to lot to come. And Mick Mac had posted a, a a much larger conversation topic than that on the taking a uh, taking aim podcast episode which was a couple back so definitely check it out and again you know if you want to support those uh those those channel or the, not the channel but the those youtube videos on the channel ashes hq you can go over there chime in share your thoughts right sharing the conversation over there if you don't catch us live um but yeah overall we're we're winding down to the end of the month already gentlemen and and the year i feel like has gone by very quickly already I feel like I'm probably going to be saying this again in November, and I feel like I'm probably especially going to be saying this again in December when we have our episodes. Uh, gosh, man, you know, it's going by really quickly, and uh, I went full-time like this month, actually, and I've been really enjoying it, doing tons of videos. Uh, Ashes HQ's been growing. Some more HQ's been growing like a lot lately, and... I'm pretty happy with where I'm at working on my book, so I'm totally good with with this MMORPG not being in testing anytime soon because I need to finish my damn book, the first one, before I can dedicate too, too much time anyway. I It's so hard to know where I think that they're actually at with testing. I still feel that my earliest estimates quarter two of next year, I could 
definitely see some testing coming up. I, I feel like testing, if it happens, will probably be closed for a while, for probably for a while, honestly. Um, because I just think that, again, Steven and the team want to be in a place where they're ready to sort of lift the veil or the curtain, so to speak. Um, so I think that's something to definitely keep in mind. Um, but yeah, with that being said, you all have any uh, further discussions, anything you can think about um, before we kind of wind this one down, gentlemen? No, just looking forward to the live stream this week just to see what they've got. And looking forward to that. And what yeah. are you? Definitely my highlight. Always my highlight of the month. Except this month was my son's birthday, so I was, that was a good weekend. Happy birthday, so, to your kiddo. Yeah. yeah, turned three this weekend, so he enjoyed that. But <sighs> that's insane. But I'm still looking forward to the live stream. It is definitely my favorite day to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to be tiredly listening to Stephen put me back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you get up so early to watch that, and then I think some of the times oh, when we do the post shows, you're there too. And I sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, the time for yeah, you. So. I finish work at like 11, uh, 10 o'clock, get home at 11, and it's like three hours or four hours before it starts. I'm like, maybe I'll get three hours sleep, and then I'll oh, no. get up and watch it. Oh, my God. that's good. Those those days have got to be both good and, and slightly painful, I would imagine. I'm a parent now, so it's, I'm used to it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, this like is that's like, already been drained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is parenting for me, man, you know. But um, gentlemen, man, it's been a great one. I know we're missing Faisal today, but I think we'll have him back for our November 6th episode. He had some traveling and stuff going on, so he couldn't be here today. Definitely look forward to catching up with you two and probably Faisal again in November. But uh, next week, again, as a reminder, uh, the post show that we usually do on Fridays, and speaking of Fridays, the Ashes of Creation Development live stream is this Friday, 11 a.m., PDT on October 28th, okay? Check it out. Watch it. We will not be doing the post show that I usually do after because I will be out of town. I will not be able to stream. I mean, I probably can swing it, but I'm, I'm technically spending time with someone in close to me, so I'm going to make sure I'm invested in the things that are important at that time, right, which is uh, why I'm out there. So I'm not going to be doing that. Um, I'm not going to be doing too much work or anything at that point in time. Um, when we get back, we're going to hit the ground running, talk about some things. There will not be a podcast on that day as well, which means a podcast that I normally would do this coming 30th of October will not happen. We will pick back up on the podcast on November 6th, and I will be back myself roughly middle of the week, uh, first week of November. So you'll kind of catch me around that time, everybody, and I will be looking forward to catching up with all of you in the meantime. Um, gentlemen. Why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on the show so they know how to uh, get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. And Armored Cell. And you, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Simurg. I mean, uh, Armored Cell. Oh, my God. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, we need to get We need to get as many clips as we can on these two being ridiculous. So encourage you if you check the VOD later um, or you're watching today to go clip your heart away. I'll definitely find a good one. But friends, we are towards the end of the year. Episode 200 is coming up. I'm looking forward to that one specifically. Expect us on any milestone episode to definitely kind of do some reflection as a community, talking about some of the big takeaways we've got. It's been 
a long time coming, but it's been it's been a hell of a ride so far and looking forward to catching up with you all for episode 200. But as always, we might be at the end of today's show, right? But, you know, as we close out today, remember that you don't have to be here on this podcast to be a Pathfinder. It's literally all of you who watch, share the conversation, who watch on YouTube, you listen in the car, you uh, catch us live sometimes, which is always great. Um, you're all Pathfinders too. So much love to all of you, to Intrepid Studios. And until next, well, next podcast, November 6th, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll catch up with you real soon. Bye for now. Not an intro. Or walk okay, in bye. the shadows. No, no. Check your looty bags. Walk no. in the shadows, friends. We'll the loot is there. This. We'll never close it up like this. All right, bye. Bye, muting my. No, I'm not a dark lord. <laughs>